for another edition of Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yale, Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It is on uh, Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. It is always brought to you by our friends at the Beverage Place and Pink Package, located across from Target next to Arby's on Highway 281. Stop shop, liquor, beer, seltzers, wine, sodas, mixers, cigars, ice, even fresh lemons and limes. We've got a special bottle from our friends at Pink, pa- Pink Package and the Beverage Place. I'll tell you about that in one second, but Alabama. 49, Kentucky 21. It wasn't even that close. It really wasn't. I mean, if, if, if Kool-Aid McKinstry doesn't, doesn't muff that punt, that thing probably gets way, way uglier. Yeah, and he kind of redeemed it with a nice yeah. return after the fact. But there's a lot of people out there that are like, what's the loyalty? Why has Saban not tried somebody? You, you know, you kind of brought this up. I think it goes back about a month. He hadn't had a lot of confidence. No, I, I think he muffed one earlier in the season. I think it's been in his head, which is why he... You can you can visibly see he doesn't want to feel the punt in traffic. Right. And the one he fumbled on Saturday versus Kentucky was in traffic. So um, I, I think for Nick Saban, it's just he, and he was asked about that post game. Nick Saban was. Yeah, he, I didn't hear that. He basically said uh, that he has a lot of confidence in Kool Aid. He's going to stick with him. Well, look, Kool Aid is still one of those. Maybe that that last return got him going. We'll see, but. That could be a major factor against a uh, Auburn or a Georgia down Absolutely, the where every yard of field position is going to matter in the SEC championship game where you can potentially flip field position. Look, Kool-Aid was one of the best punt returners in the SEC last year, and yeah. it's been basically a non-factor. So he thought he was going to be a major weapon. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Joe Ruschenberg, he is a guy, if you bought liquor out the uh, Shelby County way, you know this guy. Um, was the owner-operator of Pink Package and Beverage Place for years. But on June 12th, he passed away, stage 4 lung cancer, diagnosed in early March, which was Cray went so fast. Um, Just an awesome, awesome dude. And 26 years, uh, Beverage Place and Pink Package for 14 years. So their very first barrel pick, named in the honor of Joe, only 180 bottles were available. This batch was picked five days before he passed away from lung cancer. Name comes from Joe himself. So they're calling this one Joe Blow. Um, and so many years ago when telemarketers and spam callers would call the stores, he was there to answer. They would ask, is the answer available? And Joe would say, no, they're not. And the telemarketer would say, well, can you tell me the owner's name for the next time I call? And he would say Joe, and he would spell it B-L-E-A-U. Love it. But it would be Joe Blow. So weeks would go by. They would start getting mail addressed to Mr. Joe Blue, And it was an inside joke ever since. But he was a great husband, father, friend. Um, everybody knew Joe. And really, sadly, the last time I hung out with him was really the February. We went to a big bourbon tasting, a party. And uh, it was a February before COVID hit. How about right that? Before. Yeah. So JJ, his wife, Chan, they continue the legacy. So Let's we'll pull one out. Yeah. Drink to him. So here we go, Woodford Reserve. They do all their stuff. You've been there before. Gorgeous facility. Uh, my wife took me on the, the bourbon trail a few years ago. This was our first stop. And the drive-in's gorgeous, surrounded by horse farms. The property itself's unbelievable. And just a product that you can get easily in the state of Alabama, which our allocation's not great, as we've talked about on right. the show. And you know what you're going to get each and every yeah, time. Quality it, bourbon. It is so consistent. And this is kind of like, you know, for the, the guy in Georgia that can get Buffalo Trace at any point. Yeah. I don't know if there's a Woodford Reserve shortage in any state. No. It seems like we, yeah. yeah. I mean, they just do a great job with it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, price point's consistent. Yep. Product's consistent. Very, very good. So, shout out to Joe. Um, just a really, really cool dude. I Grew up with his cousin, uh, Chris Bentley, 
And I've known the guy forever. Yeah. And uh, just such sad stories. He was a member of my country club. He was. And we just yeah. dedicated a spot to him on the bridge. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, just a, a fun-loving dude that loved to smile and loved to drink good bourbon. Yeah. Um, okay, so Jalen Milrow has turned into a machine. Unbelievable. Yeah, right? and you know, even for them, for Jordan Rodgers and Joe Testor to be talking about, is this guy in the Heisman conversation? I mean, that shows you a lot. I mean... Obviously, he's not. He was just too uneven. He got benched yeah. even back in September. Yeah. But the way he's playing right now, he's playing like a Heisman Trophy. I think if Alabama... At least the, finalist. The big what if for Alabama, if you go back, and I, I'm going to take some heat for this because I went on your show before the season started. I said the offensive line is going to be awesome. The offensive line that's finally playing awesome. Yeah. They put 77 in the game. If he had been starting from the beginning of the season, Alabama could have built an offense around Jalen Milrow. I think we view Jalen Milrow in this offense differently. But it is what it is. And Jalen, you just look at his efficiency stats. Now, they're off the charts because he didn't throw the ball a lot. And a guy's got to be open for him to throw. But you go look at his efficiency stats and how he's putting up touchdowns now. Lance, I'm not going to say he's absolutely a lot to make New York, but I will not be surprised if he's in New York as a finalist. Uh, look, I'm not going to doubt that just based on the fact that Alabama's got a couple of big, big games yeah. left. You know, if he goes down on the road to Jordan Hare, a place that people just don't have singular great games, and he slays it there, and then beat he's Georgia? able to beat a Georgia team that's won 29 consecutive look, games. Look, Jane Daniels is going to win the Heisman at this uh, point, I think. I, I, well, Penix Jr. and, and Bo Nix are going to be right there. I mean, I think the best player in college football is Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I think he's going to win it. Without that, I, I, I mean, I think that team's 5-5. Five and five. There are some voters, though, that will not vote for a guy that's got three losses, which I think is stupid. That's dumb. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't want to make this a Heisman podcast, but I just think Jalen is growing in confidence. Now they've built an offense around him. The wide receiver's playing well. The running backs are playing well. This is a pretty confident Alabama offense right now. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I don't think anybody wants to play them. You and I were talking about this. We talked about it on the next round. If Alabama played Texas, the way Texas is playing, the way Alabama's playing, Alabama's about a two-touchdown. Alabama touchdown. beats them by two touchdowns. Yeah, I yeah. don't disagree. And, you know, you look at the overall numbers. I mean, outside of the four touchdowns last week, six touchdowns this week, it's not like anybody's putting up major numbers. Cool. They are truly sharing the football right now. Yeah. It's it's going all over the place. You had a touchdown from Amari Nyblack. You had Kobe. Kobe got in on the action. Um, the running backs, as I mentioned, are playing well. You got Roy Dell gets a, gets a touchdown pass from, from Dan Miller got one. Jim, I mean, it's they're playing really complimentary football right now. They they were playing out without their one A receiver uh, and Jermaine Burton did not play in that game. Listen, the more that this offense starts to embrace Jalen Milrow's skill set, the more the middle of the field is going to open up. Because although on the long touchdown to Kobe Prentice, Milrow stepped up in that pocket and the, the entire linebacker yep. sucked up and he just hit him over the top. You got Amari Nyblack, you got CJ Dupree who's playing really well. This is an offense that's got some weapons that we haven't seen because they didn't really feature the passing game. Now they're starting to. Yeah, and that was the thing. It looked like Mark Stoops was prepared to do what they could to stop yeah. Jalen Milrow running the football. And you know, it's so funny. We were doing our pregame, and we were looking at some player props, and I was like, Milrow's rushing total is only 44 and a half. Yeah. I was like, that is a low number. And, like, on the first drive, after that one, he ripped for 16 yards, yeah. and he gets hit yeah. in the thigh. I think at that point he had, like, 25 rushing yards yeah. and, like, two carries. And you're like, oh, this is going to fly over. But then he starts limping. Yeah. And it's almost like Tommy Reese, they had to do an audible on the fly because that part of the game was kind of gone because, I mean, he was really favoring. He really was. And, you know, Jordan Rogers said in this, and I believe this to be true, I think his leg went numb. Yeah, I can see that. Because he he basically, he got up, you saw him jumping, trying to get the feeling back in it, then he fell down. But only only misses one play. So tough, tough kid, comes back in, 
throws a touchdown pass, and they're off and running. What was the uh, report of just like a contusion or something? Yeah, they didn't really get one specifics, yeah. but, uh, you know, I saw him around the complex today. I think he'll play Saturday. Yeah, and, and Saturday, and we'll get to UT Chattanooga in a little bit. We had on uh, Tyler Booker earlier today talking about that game. And, I, you know, I, that's one of those you take the kids yeah. to get out, enjoy it, maybe leave it at halftime, yeah. whatever. A lot of guys get reps, that kind of stuff. Um, Bama and Bourbon is always brought to you by our friends at Gutter Cap, 823-2212. Cap it, don't snap it. Uh, Chris Stewart will come out. They'll clean the gutters one final time. You'll never have to clean them again. They'll put that patent aluminum cover system over, um, and you'll never have to do it again. It's a dangerous, dirty job. You don't want to clean the gutters. 205-823-2212 or guttercapbirmingham.com. Alabama defense, Kentucky 3 of 11 on third downs, yep. 253 uh, total yards. They forced two turnovers. I mean, Alabama defense is what we thought they'd be, right? They were, and they did it without Deontay Lawson, the, the guy that calls the defense. And Jay And Jay LaKey was out, and we talked about him from signing day. We see it more and more every week. Caleb Downs is that oh. guy. I love Let him. him get in. I can't remember a weekend he didn't leave. He's incredible. Times. He's incredible. And look. And almost made an incredible pick in the back of the end yeah, zone. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Jihad Campbell's playing really well, too. And so this defense is that that front is playing well. Look, we always joke about it. Uh, Chris Braswell is not as big a name as Dallas Turner, but go back and watch how well Braswell's playing. Well, dude, this year. that first hit he put on Devin Leary, um, it's almost like if it would have been 15, they would have done a make- yeah. makeup call and flagged <laughs> him for like roughing the passer because I mean that was a violent ass yeah, hit. Threw him down. Yeah. Yeah, but look, the, the defense is humming right now, and, and you know we'll see what they do this week in terms of do they give Deontay Lawson an extra week to heal that ankle up and, and with with Jalen Key too. But this is a team that is peaking at the right time, and they, they've been beat up, but they're. I'm trying to remember the last time an Alabama team peaked at the right time. Maybe 2020. That team was just so incredible. But this team is peaking at the right time. And, and look, Georgia's peaking at the right time, too. But I would not want to play Alabama right No, now. not at all. Tell us about Yay Alabama. Yay-Alabama.com. That's the place where you can make the biggest difference. I mean, you talk about how you affect winning and losing. You affect winning and losing by supporting the, the uh, NIL, the official NIL at the University of Alabama to bring all these great players to campus across all sports. So do you know how, um, because you've been up there, yeah. and look, there's a lot of these these commemorative bottles from a lot of different distillers. Yeah. But, you know, we're talking about Joe Ruschenberg, uh, the late Joe, um, Joe Blow's batch here. How do they do these? Do you have any idea? Yeah, so you and I could do it. You get enough people, you can go in and buy a barrel, and they bottle every last one. And so that's what you do. And a lot, of, a lot of bars do it, especially if you own a conglomeration of restaurants or bars. You'll go in and buy a barrel. The actual master distiller will sign the autograph of the barrel. They'll ship you the barrel. But they bottle all of it for you. So uh, that's a really cool that, that he got his own barrel. I'd love to do it sometime. Yeah. And, I mean, and again, the Woodford Reserve, I mean, just all of their different uh, varieties, man. I mean, they are all just. Yeah, a couple of years ago, was it last, last season we did the Double Oak? The I o- think we barrel. might have yeah. some of the double oak stuff. That's got back the, here. It's like that shorter, fat, yeah. fatter bottle, and, yeah. and that's good. But the thing that you always notice about Woodford Reserve, as is you, is you mentioned, it's just the consistency. You know how it's going to drink each and every time. You know that you're going to be able to go out and find it wherever you you get uh, your your product from, and hopefully it's the yeah. The and this is package. one of those. You know, I mean, for your your avid collector, yeah. um, he's probably got um, yeah. a bunch of varieties. But if you just want to buy a solid bur- bottle of bourbon in the holiday season. Take it to somebody's house for a Thanksgiving or Christmas get-together yeah. or just a stocking stuff. Or, 
You can't. Can't you go really can't. It's not going to impress the bourbon snob because it's so easily available. But I'm telling you. But if you bring drinks, it to my house on a Saturday, I want to be like, it this drinks. Is, yeah, it drinks real good. Yeah, this will get knocked out. There's no doubt. Uh, because you teach Chattanooga, and we'll get yeah. into it a little bit, but but more so, I think the story is Auburn three consecutive wins. How about that? And the way this team is playing, I mean, 48 to 10. Like I ended up playing Auburn on Saturday. I felt pretty good about it. I didn't feel great. But, I mean, they scalded their ass, and Peyton Thorne is now playing with a little confidence. Yeah. Jarquez Hunter is the running back we thought he would be. And their defense, they're making plays, and they're flying around the ball. And we know Jared yeah. Hare, you can make the argument <laughs> that it is the most difficult place in yeah. all of college football to play. That crowd will be so juiced up just the way they're playing right now and the fact that they can completely ruin their uh, their their bitter rival season. They can, and but the good thing for Alabama is that the West is already sewn up, so they're playing for a championship whether they beat Auburn or not. The one thing that not many people have picked up on: if Nick Saban beats Auburn this time, it's his longest win streak over Auburn at Alabama. He's never beaten more than three years in a row. Wow! So I didn't realize that. So you win this one, then you're coming back to Tuscaloosa with fear of yeah. the thumb yeah. uh, next year. Look. Auburn beat Arkansas so bad, Lance, that they had them boys in Arkansas watching the Polar Express at halftime. How yeah. embarrassing was that? That's embarrassing. So, yeah, yeah, Auburn's playing well. And, look, before even before take Auburn out of the equation, as inconsistent as Alabama has been for much of this season, Alabama, has, Alabama fans were already worried about going to Jordan here. Now Auburn's got a little juice offensively. You know there's going to be some trickeration. There's that whole voodoo that, thing that happens down there. It's uh, it's it's going to be a fun yeah. ball. That's a real real deal too. Uh, real things, crazy things happen down there. Um, Alabama, you know now Alabama fans are. There was a moment like we've got no shot at getting to a college football yeah. playoff, and now Bama can win out and get completely. Just, yeah, and, and and it would be unfortunate because I, I do believe Alabama. I went last week thinking they were the fourth best team. I think they're the third best team right now. We'll see how they close this thing out. But if they do win out, yeah. Florida State undefeated is going to be tough to top. It is. And Alabama's a better team, but they're going to hang their hat on that LSU win. Yeah. And the win was going away in the second half. So they're in. Uh, Ohio State-Michigan winner, yeah. they're yeah. in. Um, uh Texas with one loss is going to be tough to tie. They got the head-to-head. Yeah. So then it comes down to if Washington is undefeated, Alabama's out. Now, I think it really gets interesting if Oregon is a one-loss Pac-12 champion. Yeah. Because it's the final year of the Pac-12. You got some some people out there that would be doing whatever they could to campaign for a conference that will never be around again. And it's been so long. I think it's been 2016, Washington, the last team we've had in this thing. What, what do you think would happen in that scenario? Look, I, I think as tough as this is to hear, Alabama's going to need some help because the SEC stunk it up and out of conference this year. As you mentioned, Florida State just whipped LSU. Uh, Alabama lost to Texas. Um, and so you start looking at how the conference did out of conference in those key out of conference games at the beginning of the season, they didn't do well. And that's just reality. So I, I think Alabama's better than Oregon. I think Alabama's better than Texas. I think Alabama's better than Florida State. But yeah. those teams, Florida State being unbeaten, um, I, I, I'm curious how it comes down the the college football play, playoff rankings this week. Alabama yeah. stayed the same in both coaches and AP. 
Watch the Oregon vote because I think Alabama's better than Oregon. Well, and I do too. I didn't necessarily. I thought that they were right there, neck and neck. But watching Oregon this past week against USC, I thought they were good. I just didn't think they were great. Alabama looks to be. And there's a stat football. that came out. You know, people know know very well Bo Nix in this state, and he's a really good quarterback. But throwing the ball beyond 15 yards, he's oh. one of the worst ranked quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, and that's why everybody's saying Bo Nix can win the Heisman Trophy. Michael Penix, some of the throws he's had to make, impressive. And you know, five of their last seven games have been decided by one possession, and these are Michael Penix throws, making sure they're able to win those games. I do think, though, Washington is in serious trouble in Corvallis this weekend. I think Oregon State wins that game. And I think Texas, the way they're playing right now, going two aims to take on Iowa State. I think, I think yeah. if, if those two things happen, if Alabama wins out, they're in. Because yeah. I really believe, well, first of all, the Big 12 would be done. But on the yeah. other side, if you've got one loss Washington, one loss Oregon, it's going to be difficult to me with the Alabama brand Especially if Washington was to win again, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how if, that would look, shake out. If Alabama beats Georgia and gets left out of the college football playoff with Georgia back-to-back national champs, and we assume they're going to take care of business against Tennessee and against Georgia Tech to close the season, if Alabama beats an unbeaten Georgia coming off back-to-back national champs and gets left at the college football playoff. It's going to be tough to swallow. Yeah. Uh, Bam and Bourbon brought to you by the Beverage Place, located next to PGA Superstore on Highway 280. Pink Package located across from the Target next to Arby's on Highway 280. One-stop shop, liquor, beer, seltzers, wine, sodas, mixers, cigars, ice, even fresh lemons and limes. A little different walking in there. And Joe's not around, but we were celebrating Joe today with this special uh, uh, distiller select Woodford Reserve, the Joe Blowbatch. Uh, but go on and tell JJ how much you remember the guy, Chan, everybody working in there. Fantastic people. Um, okay, you two chatting there. 11 o'clock, sleepy game. Nobody yeah. cares about it. Alabama's got to say the right thing. It's yeah. competition. But realistically, you want to get in, get these guys some reps, yeah. let the younger guys get in probably for the entirety yeah. of the second half, right? Just stay healthy. Stay healthy. That's Because this, this season has beat up Alabama. They've had a lot of key injuries throughout the year, and, and fortunately they've, they've managed it pretty well. Um, but you, it's a chance to go out. If we don't get to see Justice Haynes and Richard Young carry the ball a lot, then we'll be disappointed. I think this is a Ty Simpson game. Look, Jalen hasn't said anything, and Alabama hasn't said anything, but we saw him on the field. He's, as you mentioned, he got a limp. Yeah. So go in, take care of business, rest him up, because Alabama's going to need Jalen Milrow in the Iron Bowl. So. And, 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 I mean, I hate to say it like this, but this is the reality we live in now. This is a Ty Simpson transfer game where you yeah. can go in and you can show off your skill set, yeah. and this is tape that can be shopped around. Mm-hmm. And, look, I believe Jalen Milrow, as good as these other quarterbacks coming in might be, He's, um, it's a different guy. A different guy. And, and I'm telling you, his confidence level and the more that they build and add to this offense and they get more multiple every week, they show a little more every week, they trust Jalen a little more every week. If he closes the season like this, he'll be your Heisman favorite Absolutely. next year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the Heisman favorite is going to be starting at quarterback next year. Yeah. So if you're Ty Simpson, you probably – Ty played well. That's the best it, yeah. I've seen him play. The ball was popping out of the hand. Yeah. Um, I think Ty could end up being a really good quarterback, and it just might not be at Alabama. And I mean, this is the fact of the matter. You sign a bunch of good dudes, only one guy can play. Other guys are going to transfer. Yeah, and there'll be chances for him. I mean, he's coach's son. Look, I don't think he got a fair shot, but conditions at, at USF, Awful. it really wasn't a fair shot. So, you know, I, I think he's got all the skills, all the tools. Mentally, well, that's just what we don't know about him yet because yeah. he hasn't played enough. And I think this Alabama season has played out perfectly for Alabama fans. I mean, to only have one loss this this point in the season, mm-hmm. I don't think Alabama fans, they would have been probably okay with that, knowing that if you win three straight, you're in the college football yeah. playoff. And the best thing that happened to Jalen Milrow was him getting benched. Oh, without question. Yeah. The way, and Nick Saban has publicly said that. The way he handled it, the way he supported his teammates down in Tampa – 
Um, look, if, if Alabama beats Georgia, you tell me. I think they're the favorite to win the college football playoff. If they beat Georgia, they will be. Yeah. yeah. You know, depending on what, if Michigan was to wipe Ohio State's ass again. I'll tell you then, one thing. Then, then possibly. You know, Michigan. They, they were, they're a good team. They ain't running the ball 18, 19, 20 consecutive times. 32. Ain't happening. Yeah, there was two passes yeah. mixed in. One was overturned for a penalty, and then you one beat was Alabama actually a quarterback tuck. Impossible. And I, you almost wonder if it was just like, we can do this mm-hmm. against Penn State, so we're going to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, J.J. McCarthy against an Alabama would have to make plays to yeah. beat them. And you know, That's I, not saying he can't. I'm just saying running the ball, right. you're not going to make any hay out. With, but, you know, Alabama. so we were collaborating with Todd Furman, and Brown reached out to him yesterday what he thought the number would be in Atlanta if Alabama and both Georgia went out. And I thought it would be a little higher. I said a lot of this is Jordan Bowers. Yeah, he said probably three and a half. I said Georgia five, just based on the fact that it still is in Atlanta. Yeah. It still is a team that at that time is going to be 29 consecutive wins. Because, I mean, it was just two years ago where it looked like Alabama was unbeatable, or Georgia was unbeatable, and Alabama won that game as a six-point yeah. underdog. I think it would be a shade below that. I think three and a half to five, anywhere I'll in that range. I was thinking three and a half. Yeah. Look, Georgia's – that's the thing. Georgia's peaking at the right time, too. <laughs> Damn, dude, the way they looked Saturday night, I mean – Oh, uh, Ole Miss was never in that game. They completely took uh, Trey Harris out of the game. They took Jackson Dart out of the game. Quinshaw played his ass off, but yeah. it's still Georgia when they're playing peak football, man. Yeah. I still want to. I'd like to see, and we're going to see it. But Alabama and Georgia playing full strength against each other—that's going to be a good, good yeah, football game. It's going to be a heavyweight game, and you know, you always wonder, well. This is uh, this has been played so many times. These tickets aren't going to be high. These are going to be insane tickets again. Oh, insane! Look, I mean, as you mentioned, I think this has been a good reset for Alabama fans. Just after losing to Texas, being as low as that I can remember, this fan base being after the USF game. I mean, it was toxic. Do, do you get the, the 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 sense that the fans are almost like Nick Saban in this regard? And you tell me, because you're much closer yeah. to the program. But Nick Saban has definitely changed, and it's almost like I want to live in the moment because I don't know how many more of these I got. Yeah. And you can even appreciate this more with how this team has grown together, and they still have everything in front of them. Do you think the fan base is enjoying? Hey, look, I don't know how much more Nick Saban I've got, yeah. but every minute we've got with this guy, we've got to enjoy it. And this is more of a realistic ride. I mean, the Alabama yeah. teams in the past that were crushing people's heads. Uh, I mean, you, you saw it this weekend against Kentucky. They got out to that early jump. But, I mean, this has been, you know, a roller coaster season with a lot of drama. It really has. And I think it's given the fan base an appreciation for this team. That's that's That you appreciate each win. Because, like you said, we don't have, there hadn't been a game where they jumped out, other than Middle Tennessee State, where they jumped out and just dominated a team from jump, which is what we saw during the peak of this Nick Saban run. I think Nick Saban's enjoying coaching this team. I think this team plays really hard for Coach Saban. They're not perfect, but they are playing really hard, and they're getting better each week. And so I think he genuinely enjoys coaching this team. I think they genuinely enjoy playing for him. There's not been any issues off the field, um, and they're getting better each week. And and so from a coaching standpoint, what more could you ask for? Well, more collective money. Yay, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama give. It's the holiday season. Hey, we got a little teaser. That's what we call it on the business. We got a holla yay giveaway coming up. So keep Ooh. your eyes peeled on that. We're going to be giving away some prizes for our current members and anybody that signs up. We'll have some more information. So keep your eyes peeled for our yay Alabama social media. And we'll, we'll release that information when it's time. So biggest key this weekend, stay healthy. Get ready for the Iron Bowl because it should be a fantastic Iron Bowl with a, at that point, 7-4 and four and 10-1. and one. 
Alabama team. So we'll uh, preview that next week right here on Bama and Bourbon. Again, it's on Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. We appreciate it. Special thanks to the Beverage Place and Pink Package. Uh, Joe was such a great dude. Again, everybody misses his smile. Get in. Um, tell JJ and Chan, everybody, how much you guys miss him. But check out the uh, small batch here of the Joe Below. Fantastic stuff from Woodford Reserve. We'll be back next week with more Bama and Bourbon right here on Roll Tide Pods.